Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. A catalog of new best of radio programs. Glad you are with me this morning, and I hope you had a wonderful time over the Christmas holiday. Perhaps during the course of the broadcast today, we can have some conversation about that, how things went for you for Christmas, and share just what it is that made this time significant for you. Be very curious to find that out. Also, during the course of the broadcast today, we'll talk about related subjects, holiday travel. It's been an incredible nightmare for a lot of people. I'm sure a number of you have watched what's going on with Southwest Airlines. It is absolutely stunning to see the meltdown that has taken place with that major airline. Absolutely unbelievable. We will talk about that. Also, the aftermath of the big omnibus bill that was passed last week so senators could run off to their holiday plans while they leave you with the bill. We have several reactions to omnibus. You'll be surprised to learn of a Democrat who voted no. A Democrat who strongly objects to the process. And then you'll hear Marblemouth, who seems quite pleased with how everything went. We'll talk about this during the course of the broadcast today. Just a sampling of some of the things that we will address. I want to begin on a happy note. And is it not fitting? during this festive holiday season, that we share a story of hope, a a story of fulfilled wishes, fulfilled dreams. You know, it's really interesting that the whole story about Afghanistan has completely faded out of the news. Have you noticed that? I mean, it's not surprising. We all knew this was going to happen. And we've got some of the wonderful folks who have served us in Afghanistan, folks who love their country, who love their families, who we made promises to, commitments to. Many of them are still there. How long has it been now? So I thought it fitting that we share a story with you 
a very encouraging story about what took place just yesterday. What you will hear now is a story from Peyton Furtado from WYFF in the upstate where we begin our broadcast today. It's about an Afghan family reunited after a year apart. I want you just to think about that for a moment. Can you imagine if you had a young family, a wife, children, and you had to spend a year apart, not just a year apart because someone's on vacation, but a year apart because you as a man have left your country and your family is potentially in danger back in Afghanistan. That's the story that you're about to hear about Mohammed Khalil Safi. Here's the story. It's reported by Peyton Furtado for WYFF. Do we have it? The Afghan family reunited. It was something like dream for me. Right now, so I'm very excited. Even I cannot talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Khalil Safi waited anxiously at GSP Airport Wednesday afternoon for a moment he never thought would come until... It's been a long time coming. I think that what they've been through is a special kind of heart. This is the first time in over a year Safi has seen his wife and six children in person after escaping Afghanistan. There, he worked for the U.S. Embassy. Our mission was that we work for human rights, especially for girls' education. So we were like promoting girls' education, human rights. So right now, it's very, very bad news for me, for all Afghan people that they do not let girls to go to university or school. When Afghanistan fell to the Taliban, he became a target. Maybe they will torture us, maybe kill us. So yeah, the life is hard here for us. He tried to flee with his family, but they didn't have the travel documents to follow him. When he left, his quality time with them transitioned from Friday afternoon outings to FaceTimes and WhatsApp messages. His family stayed inside, hiding from the Taliban. Thanks to Lutheran Services Carolinas, Safi found work and a home working alongside the U.S. Embassy to bring his family to American soil. It's not something that's happening often or quickly or easily at all. It's very much a, a long, painful process full of a lot of waiting, but it's happened once, so hopefully it'll happen again. Until Wednesday, when that dream became a reality. They will be safe here. The second thing, they will learn education. And the third, they will have a bright future here. Isn't that awesome? I think this is an absolutely awesome story. So excited for this family. You know, and it's very different when you watch and you see the expressions of relief and joy with this wonderful family reunited in the upstate. Absolutely awesome. And we wish them the absolute best in their future. Also, another encouraging story to share with you. There's been a lot of attention focused on the IRS. You had probably heard the IRS was going to enforce a new reporting rule on payments over $600 on those third payment apps like Venmo or PayPal. You talk about providing another set of headaches for a lot of taxpayers to go through and track all of these transactions and report this. Aside from the 
potential tax consequences of this. Well, the IRS has given us a little bit of a gift. And I'm being very facetious when I share this with you. They've decided this rule is going to go into effect in 2024. They've delayed it by one year. This is for Americans who made more than $600 online through third-party apps like Venmo or PayPal. Doug O'Donnell, the acting IRS commissioner, said the IRS and Treasury heard a number of concerns regarding the timeline of implementation of these changes under the American Rescue Plan to help smooth the transition and ensure clarity for taxpayers, tax professionals, and industry. The IRS will delay implementation of the 1099-K changes. Well, this is after a fierce backlash from Republican lawmakers, small business owners, and tax professionals. But again, this is not over with. It's just delayed a year. Isn't that just wonderful of them? (laughs) Much more as we continue our Thursday broadcast. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Back on the broadcast, if you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And over on that text line, already active this morning, we begin here, someone making reference to Omnibus. Did you know the government has developed rest areas and cool spots for salmon? <laughs> Another example of how Biden and the Democrats work. Spend millions on the environment instead of just teaching salmon to swim downstream. Happy New Year. It's from Dean. <laughs> Vince, you gave me an epiphany. My wife is like the government. After the holiday, she ran off to visit her sister. Left me with all the bills. Oops. 
On this tax issue, so let me get this straight. So the $600 tax change goes into effect 2024, so no one sees the tax implications until the end of 2024, just after the next election. Hmm. <laughs> Dean writing, I heard Russia's escalated missile strikes in the Ukraine, the result being three people injured, one of which was a child. This just proves the war will never end. And like Afghanistan, we will just move on to a new conflict. Money, money, money. Just follow the money. I'm praying for the victims of this war. I'm glad you are, Dean. Sad thing is, there are no winners. Plenty of losers. Plenty of people. Lives lost. Injuries. Lives disrupted. Property destroyed. Displaced. We also have this. How about Duke Energy and the rolling power outages? This was totally unexpected. With a later apology. They raise our bills yearly, but they can't keep up with the power grid. You know, this was a shocker. I'm trying to remember this. I think it was on Saturday. I think I had a breakfast meeting with someone. And right before leaving, the power went out. <laughs> so there was some relief. Hey, I, this guy was saying, hey, I left at a good time. As you know, your governor, Roy Cooper, expressing on Monday his deep concern about those who lost power over the Christmas weekend, but did not receive any notice from Duke Energy about the temporary blackouts ahead of time. See, that was kind of interesting. Did you hear any warning that this could possibly happen? The governor made the comments on Twitter, demanding the Charlotte-based company provide him a complete report on what went wrong and for changes to be made. Duke Energy, according to the Observer, implemented the rare move of rolling outages in the Carolinas Saturday morning, Christmas Eve, to help offset demand during one of the region's coldest Christmas days in years. Hundreds of thousands of customers across North Carolina and South Carolina unexpectedly left without power. Now, the company was asked about... The governor's criticisms, Duke Energy spokesman Bill Norton, said the company plans to thoroughly evacu evaluate the way it serves customers during extreme conditions. We were not able to communicate as proactively as we normally do, given the dynamic nature of the situation and fast-moving events. <sighs> Who writes this garbage? I mean, seriously. In the Charlotte region alone, there were 100,000 outages Saturday mostly due to the temporary blackouts. They were supposed to last 15 to 30 minutes. Duke was restoring power to about 10,000 customers at a time. Many people said they waited hours to see their power come back. I know the friend that I mentioned. I think it was hours for him. So, at some point, Hopefully, we'll get some answers on this. At one point, about 100,000 customers in the region without power. Did this affect you? And what are your thoughts on this? What was going through your mind as the power goes out? I mean, think about it. Many of you are getting ready for Christmas. 
And it's kind of a critical and crucial day, right? It's like, what in the world? Let's talk about the ongoing holiday travel debacle. It was kind of interesting, and and frankly, I was a little bit surprised when I saw all of the delays taking place and saw what was going on with Southwest Airlines just a few days ago. Most of these cancellations are Southwest. As of Wednesday morning, 86% of the canceled flights in the U.S. were from Southwest. They wiped out 2,500 flights yesterday. 2,500. So what in the world is going on here? What is the real issue at the heart of this thing? What is it that they are doing or not doing that is different from all of the other airlines that seem to be doing quite well? You know, one of the challenges of this holiday season, when you have, um, you know, here's, here's, this isn't really a secret, but what the airlines like are full flights. They don't like flying around half-empty planes. You don't make money that way. It's better to be oversold than undersold. Because ultimately, that's how you make money, filling up those planes. Now, the downside of that, if you have a cancellation, because the flights are full, it may be a while before you get a seat. I ran into one family at the airport. I think it was on Saturday. And they were trying to get to St. Louis. I don't know what city they came from, but they were going through Charlotte. And I guess they missed their connection. They said, well, we're going to have to go to a hotel because it'll be two days before we can get to St. Louis. That's just the reality of what happens when you have a canceled flight. The other ones behind it, they're already full too. So they've got to go sometimes days out to get where they're going. I thought it would be interesting to you as we have a conversation about this, and I'd love to hear your stories if you have been affected especially by some of this mess connected to the bad weather, but also the Southwest debacle. I'd love to hear from you if you'd like to call in or text. But I think one of the first things we'll do, just for amusement's sake, is to let you hear a bureaucrat slash politician. Because this is a perfect example of how much they know. You know what it is? Nothing. They can boast about, oh, we've got everything under control. It's all wonderful, it's great, it's terrific, (laughs) until it isn't. You're going to hear one of those boasts and much more as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us.
back on the Vince Coakley radio program over on the text line. This texture says, Vince, isn't it in periods of extreme weather we need power the most? Uh, yeah. Duke Power Blackouts, a harbinger of a future under Democrats' Green New Deal. Just a small taste of ever-growing government interference. Also, this person saying there was a warning that these power outages were coming. And it came when we when we began to allow government control monopoly it was allowed to base our energy production and consumption on the assumption the most catastrophic predictions of climate change are true as opposed to market demand controlling production. The result? Inevitable. On the issues with Southwest Airlines, my brother's family was here visiting, but when their Southwest flight was canceled, they had to rent a car leave a day early, and drive 18 and a half hours home to Minnesota. My gosh, none of us are happy. 18 and a half hours. I'm sure the kids were just absolutely thrilled about that. Oh, boy. Vince, I suspect Duke saw a way to make a windfall profit selling power to Yankees at higher rates than they can charge us. This needs to be investigated. Hmm. We also have this. Want to thank you for being here when everyone else wants to be off for the holiday. Rest assured, a lot of us listeners are either alone or need some social interaction this week. Thank you for giving your time. Many listeners do appreciate it. Happy New Year from all of us live listeners. Thank you. I appreciate that. We also have this. Happy New Year, Vince. I'm texting thank you for the training I've received by listening to your and other WRD show hosts. I feel obligated to other listeners to warn them. Speaking Democrat comes with adverse side effects, including but not limited to nausea, dizziness from shaking your head, no, and jaw pain caused by your jaw dropping constantly. <laughs> thank you again, and God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So we've been talking about what has happened with power issues. And we started to discuss what's going on with the airline situation. Most of these troubles are connected to one airline, which is Southwest. I want to take you back to three months ago. This was Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, make an appearance with late-night comedian James Corden, basically assuring us everything was going to be fine with holiday travel. You ready for this? Here is Mr. Buttigieg. I think it's going to get better by the holidays. We're really pressing the airlines to deliver better service. So many people have been delayed, mm-hmm. been canceled. Mm-hmm. It's happened to me several times this summer. And uh, the, the, the fact is they need to be ready to service the tickets that they're selling. Now, the good news is, you know, the, the people are going back to the skies. They have the income. They have the inclination. We've put off holidays. We've put off trips for two years. We're finally doing it again, which is great. Uh, but we need to make sure that the system is ready. So we're taking a number of steps. And, and if you've ever been mistreated by an airline, if they haven't given you the refund they owe you, if they haven't lived up to their customer service obligations, we will have your back. You can come to our department, uh, file a complaint, 
and we will we, on our website we're making it clear right now what your rights are and uh, even just by we put up a new tool just a few days ago to let you know airline by airline what to expect if you do have a problem will they give you a voucher for a hotel if you get stuck will they take care of a meal will they rebook you on another flight just since we announced that we were going to post that on our website we went from zero of the top 10 airlines committing that they were going to provide a meal or a hotel for example to eight out of 10 doing it so we're, we're pushing them they're responding, but when they actually fail to, to live up to the rules, uh, there's serious enforcement behind that, and we want to know if that's happened to you. Already, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Once again, the government has everything under control, so don't worry your pretty little head off. <laughs> I came across something. My friend Jay Breezy, who is a flight attendant for a major airline, he posted this on social media to help you understand, those of you who are curious about what's gone on with Southwest. I mean, it's pretty messy when basically most of your airline schedule is canceled for the day. That's pretty bad. Not just for the bottom line. Can you imagine all these travelers stuck? And again, because so many of these airlines already have routes that are full, where are you going to go? Because I know the other airlines are doing what they can to try to accommodate these folks. This is a post from my friend Jay. He said this was posted by a Southwest pilot recently, since I work in aviation, and I'm very well knowledgeable on the topic. This is exactly what happened. Hopefully, this will shed insight, and those who believe that sick calls and employees not showing up during the holiday causes these major hiccups. This is... What unfortunately a lot of people have been led to believe it's just sick calls. <laughs> yeah, right. This is very insightful. I want you to listen to this carefully. It's a little lengthy, but I think it will shed a lot of light on what happened at Southwest. And it's a cautionary tale for other businesses. I hope you don't run a business like this. So here's the pilot. He said, I've been a pilot for Southwest for over 35 years. I've given my heart and soul to Southwest during those years. Quite honestly, Southwest has given its heart and soul to me and my family. Many of you have asked what caused this epic meltdown. Unfortunately, the frontline employees have been watching this meltdown coming like a slow motion train wreck for some time. We've been begging our leadership to make much needed changes in order to avoid it. What happened started two decades ago. Herb Kelleher was the brilliant CEO of Southwest until 2004. He was a very operationally oriented leader. Herb spent lots of time in the front line. He always had his pulse on the day-to-day -day operations and the people who ran it. That philosophy flowed down through the ranks of leadership to the front line managers. We were a tight operation from top to bottom. We had tools, leadership, and employee buy-in. Everything that was needed to run a first-class operation when Herb retired in 2004, Gary Kelly became the new CEO. I want you to listen to this very closely, folks. Gary was an accountant by education. His style leading Southwest Airlines became more focused on, ready for it, finances and less on operations. He did not spend much time on the front lines. He didn't engage frontline employees much. When the CEO doesn't get out in the trenches, 
then neither do the lower levels of leadership. Gary named another, guess what, accountant to be chief operating officer. The person responsible for day-to-day operations. The new COO had little or no operational background. This trickled down through the lower levels of leadership as well. Do you see this train wreck getting set up already? We're going to share the rest of this letter and get your thoughts as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. on the text line reaction to what we have shared thus far let's start here pete Buttigieg, total joke if only someone held the federal government to the same penalty threats they hold private businesses to exactly this person says the government can force southwest to pay for your food and lodging did i understand this correctly no they can't but they can try to i guess bully those entities into doing so also this I think Pete Buttigieg is an idiot if he thinks anyone would go to the government to resolve any issue they have let alone a travel issue another person saying Vince Buttigieg like the rest of this administration grossly unqualified for his job <laughs> and this little dig it's obvious Duke Energy and Southwest are using the same software <laughs> Gosh. And we have this. A couple of compliments. I take back everything rotten I said about you last year. Holy cow. You're the only one working live. I'm impressed. Another person simply says, thanks for working today. You are welcome. So we'll continue sharing what this pilot from Southwest has posted. And this is pretty telling. He's telling you about the fact this airline hired two people, the top people in the company, are accountants. So they don't know what the hell is going on with this operation. And I would contend to you they don't care. This is what happens when it's all about the bottom line, right? He goes on, they all disengage the operation, disengage the employees, focus more on return on investment, stock buybacks in Wall Street. This approach worked for Gary's first eight years because we were still riding the strong wave that Herb had built. But as time went on, the operation started to deteriorate. There was little investment in upgrading technology. After all, how do you measure the return on investing in infrastructure or the tools we needed to operate efficiently and consistently? As the frontline employees began to see the deterioration in our operation, we started to warn our leadership. We educated them. We informed them. We made suggestions, but to no avail. The focus was on finances, not operations. As we saw more and more deterioration in our operation, our ask turned to please. Our pleas turned to dire warnings, but they went unheeded. After all, the stock price was up, so what could possibly be wrong? Boy, isn't this crazy. We were a motivated, willing, and proud employee group wanting to serve our customers and uphold the tradition of our beloved airline. The airline we built, the airline the traveling public, grew to cheer for and love, but we were watching it 
in frustration and disbelief as our once amazing airline was becoming a house of cards. A half dozen small-scale meltdowns occurred during the mid to late 2010s. With each mini-meltdown, leadership continued to ignore the pleas and the warnings of the employees in the trenches. We were still operating with 1990s technology. We didn't have the tools we needed on the line to operate the sophisticated and large airline we had become. We could see the wheels were about to fall off the bus. No one in leadership would heed our pleas. When COVID happened, Southwest scaled back considerably, as did all the airlines for about two years. This helped to conceal the serious problems in technology, infrastructure, and staffing that were occurring and being ignored. But as we ramped back up, and lack of attention to the operation was waiting to show its ugly head. Gary Kelly retired as CEO in early 2022. Bob Jordan named CEO. He was a more operationally oriented leader. He replaced our chief operating officer with a very smart man. They announced their priority to upgrade our airline's technology and provide the frontline employees the operational tools we needed to care for our customers' employees. Finally, someone acknowledged the elephant in the room. But two decades of neglect takes several years to overcome. And unfortunately, to our horror, our house of cards came tumbling down this week as a routine winter storm broke our 1990s operating system. The frontline employees were ready and on station. We were properly staffed. We were at the airports. Hell, we were on the airplanes. But our antiquated software systems failed, coupled with a decades-old system of having to manage 20,000 frontline employees by phone calls. No automation had been developed to run this sophisticated machine. We had a routine winter storm across the Midwest last Thursday. A larger-than-normal number of flights canceled as a result. But what should have been one minor inconvenient day of travel turned into this nightmare. After all, American, United, Delta, and the other airlines operated with only minor flight disruptions. The two decades of neglect by Southwest leadership caused the airline to lose track of all its crews, all of us. We were there with our customers at the jet, ready to go. But there was no way to assign us, to confirm us, to release us to fly the flight. And we watched as our customers got stranded without their luggage, missing their Christmas holiday. We're going to finish this after the break. Don't you find this whole story compelling? It really sheds light on what happened. This did not happen overnight. I have to wonder, is this happening at your company? Stay with us. Hour number two is straight ahead. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.